back to the Conservative Woman's Guide. I'm Karen Lips, here with Peyton Smith. We're excited to see how rapidly this network is growing and hope you'll stay with us as we share our insights to help you navigate college as a young conservative woman. We're happy you're here for today's episode on living away from home. For many people, college is the first time that they are living away from home for an extended period of time. And the idea of being on your own is exciting, but daunting. We actually did a poll on our Instagram, so if you don't follow us, it's at Enlightened Women. And over 80% of the responses said that they did move away from home for college. And of that, about 60% said that they were nervous. Peyton, I'm actually surprised that the numbers weren't higher. I mean, they were pretty high, but I'm actually surprised that... They weren't higher. So today we've got some great tips to help you make that transition. We'll talk about finding routines, setting budgets, and building a support system to help you navigate living on your own. I know I depended on my routines when I was in school, and I've actually still kept a lot of the routines that I set while I was in college post-grad as well. It's interesting how so many of those uh, routines that you set in college can stay with you, and hopefully in a good way, the good ones stay with you. Yeah, I know. Um, My roommate and I used to do our laundry every Sunday morning. So I still do my laundry every Sunday morning. It's adjusted since moving back home. I now do like darks on one day, lights on the other, and delicates on a different day. But it can be so easy when you're in school to fall into the routines of sleeping in late, not doing your laundry until it piles up at the last minute, especially when you're in that adjustment period. So establishing those routines and keeping them post-grad, but establishing them while you're in school can be a great way to help get you off on the right foot. That sounds so civilized, Peyton, doing two (laughs) loads of laundry a week. As a mom of young kids, I think I do about a laundry, a load of laundry a day now. That is, I could not imagine. That's crazy. But I'm with you on the routines. I feel like laundry is one of those areas where you need a routine because you're right, it piles up. But for me, I try to put one load of laundry in every morning, uh, then it's just like easy, get it done. Uh, Cause yeah, when it, when it piles up, it really piles up. Oh yeah. Another routine that my roommate and I, my freshman year set up was making sure that we were up to get breakfast at the same time every single morning, just to hold ourselves accountable to not sleep in. Well, with classes, uh, you know, different, different class schedules on different days, it can be easy to just sort of take it a day at a time. But I think it's smart in college to set up that routine of getting up at the same time every morning get your breakfast, get your day started. Uh, so then you're, you're really prepared. I know one of the routines I s- set up in college was, um, it's a transition, right? In high school, you have the same classes every day, but in college, it's often Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes and Tuesday, Thursday classes. And so on Tuesdays after class, I would try to do my homework for my Thursday class. So then it would be just done. So basically my Tuesday, Thursday days, I was going to class for those days and then for for those classes and then doing the homework for um, the same class, but for the, the next time that we met. And I found that to be really helpful and sort of keep things organized. Did you do anything like that, Peyton? Yeah, I used to do my homework right after class if I had a break or at the end of the day, I would make sure I did all the homework assignments for the classes that I had that day, especially just because the material that you're learning is still fresh in your mind from having classes earlier. So that was helpful. And then I know another thing that I did, it's not that uncommon, but studying in different places based on the different subjects is very helpful. I know I would do a lot of my writing in the library, but I would do all of my readings in this little alcove that we had in one of the buildings. It was surrounded in glass and it just made the experience so nice. <laughs> well, and there's a, there's a lot of study time, so it's nice to change, change up the scenery. I know I would try to do a fair amount of 
studying outside on the nice days uh, for certain classes. So that was always fun to be able to find. UVA had these beautiful gardens where you could sit and do some reading. So uh, when it was really nice, I would try to do some of it outside because I knew there would be lots of lots of library time um, come winter. Oh, yes. Another routine that I sat in college, I had a lot of routines in case you didn't notice, was my I like payday. It. <laughs> no, wait, I have to ask. So did you purposely, like when you went to college, were you like, here are my routines? Or were you just thinking as you were taking classes, lots of change, thinking, okay, I need some structure? I'm a very structure-oriented person. In high school, I lived by my agenda. I still do. I live by my Google Calendar. So having those routines every single day just helps. So without the routine, the structure, I don't know where I would be, honestly. So our team could have some fun with you by adding some some uh, last-minute calendar events to our to our team calendar. Let's not get any ideas over here. <laughs> <laughs> but my, one of my other routines that has stuck with me post-grad as well was actually my payday routine. I did have a job while I was in school and setting up and sticking to a budget was so, so important to me because especially going to school up in Northern Jersey, it was so easy to get caught up in the overspending due to peer pressure. Like going to New York City almost every single weekend with my friend freshman year really drained my bank account. So and like you didn't want to have FOMO or the fear of missing out. So instead, we would have to come up with ideas. Once we all decided, we were like, well, this is way too much spending. We do not need to be doing this every single weekend. We started to come up with things that didn't cost as much, which was nice. But on the one hand, it's got to be cool to be near New York City. But that pressure to spend there, that's got to oh be my. And rough. everything costs so much money. <laughs> yes, yes. But as we were talking earlier, um, setting up good budget routines in college is important. And also setting up those... Um, being purposeful about your friend groups and finding people who want to do the same things that you want to do that maybe don't cost as much is is a good tip. Uh, And taking advantage of all the free things. At UVA, there were a lot of free activities on grounds, a lot of different events, different things you could go to. So I remember looking at our, the online calendar a lot to see what was happening. Uh, And a lot of this was, was really fun stuff. I mean, beyond just there's football games, of course. Those were a lot of fun. Um, there was always a, a hypnotist at the beginning of school, which was a big event that people went to. Uh, so there were there were different events that were that were fun to go to. We always had the first, I forget how many days at the very beginning of each school year for the freshmen, especially. They had something going on on the green, which is our little campus outside area and like the middle of campus every single day they would have something and I think one of my favorite activities that they had all four years was they had farm animals come and they <laughs> set them up on the green did you do goat yoga <laughs> no they didn't have goat yoga but it was like a petting zoo and it was so fun I felt like a little piece of Pennsylvania was with me up in northern Jersey it was great that's that's fun um I don't think we went we did not have that at UVA so. unfortunate for you guys <laughs> But oh, another thing that you can do, listeners can do, is getting a campus job if needed. It'll help keep you in your routines, and it'll also help you with this whole budgeting aspect of going away to college. And a lot of campus jobs are actually extremely flexible and are great because they know they're hiring college students, so they'll let you do your homework while you're on the job. And who doesn't want to get paid to do their homework? Sounds like a win. And another thing you can do is... Uh stick to your meal plan if you get one. It seems mm-hmm. like food is one of the big, big cost items. Even just taking my family now to like Chick-fil-A is expensive. I did not realize how expensive food was until I moved away. 
And now I thank my parents every single meal. So if you've got a meal plan, look at the um, rules on it. Sometimes they're weekly, uh, but figure out what the what the system is in place and take advantage of those uh, meal plans because that's a that's an area where you could end up spending a lot of money. Yeah, and switch up the stations you go to. A big thing at my school, my freshman year, pre-COVID, was they had different stations, like pasta station, and you could go and you could cook your own pasta. So my roommates and my friends and I would we would try to make different recipes every single time we'd go to the cafeteria just to not let things get stale. That sounds like a, a great addition to college. We did not have the make your own stations when I was in school. It was one of my favorite parts, I think, of the cafeteria. That's awesome. So I guess we, I know we've talked a lot about budgets and setting up routines. And while you're getting new systems set up, you'll find some friends who are into some of the same things that you are. Building that support system is something I think we should talk about. Uh, it's okay to feel homesick and it's okay to continue to rely on um, those relationships from back home. And a lot of times it's a really good thing to continue to re- rely on those relationships back home. Yeah, I know. I got homesick even my senior year, four years in, and you'd think that I would be over the homesickness, but it is totally normal. And that is in our Instagram poll. We had some responses come in saying that like, it is okay to be homesick and it's okay to miss your friends and family. Um, I find it's easy to find yourself missing home, but in the end, you'll want to like stay in your dorms, like put yourself out there, go and experience all the free things they have on campus like we were talking about. And I remember on Sundays, I would try to call some of my, you know, old friends from high school. And it was nice to have that time, be able to talk to them and always help me kind of start off Monday on a good step. Yeah, I don't think my mom has ever heard from me as much as she did when I was away at school. I was that daughter who would send pictures of every single thing that I was doing. And I was like, oh, look, I made myself some chicken nuggets for lunch. Like, look how yummy. And she was like, oh, my God, you need to get other friends. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, I guess now with all the social media, it's easy to stay very connected, a little bit easier than when I was in school. Yeah, but it is okay to be that person who sends your mother pictures of your lunch every day if you're excited about it. Don't be afraid to be homesick because everyone else is feeling the same way that you're feeling. And it's better to to do something about it, right? Connect with old friends. Make sure Mm -hmm. to call or send pictures to your family. Rely on that strong support system that you had growing up. And most colleges actually do have resources as well to help you transition to college. I know at Seton Hall, we had our campus ministry that helped you find community on campus. They Some campuses have like free therapy sessions that you can go to. You can always meet with your RA if you want to talk about missing home or how to best transition. You can talk, academic advisors are another great resource that you can help with your transition to college. So don't be afraid to take advantage of these resources on campus and remember that you're you're paying for them anyway, so might as well take advantage of them. And if you live far away, I'd recommend that you plan that next trip home early on. Uh, I always remember looking forward to going home for Christmas and going home for the holidays. So figure out when your next trip home is so then you can you can look forward to that. How far were you from your home when you went to school? It was about a nine to 10 hour drive from oh, wow. Indiana to, to UVA. So it was it was a pretty big trip and it wasn't one that, you know, just just drive home on the weekends, really had to plan when I was going to go home next, either by driving or by flying. How far were you from school? 
I was only two hours from home and then I had extended family up there as well. So if I was ever feeling homesick, I could just call up my grandparents and be like, hey, come pick me up. And I'm sure <laughs> they loved it. Yes, they did. I didn't do it too, too often. I really tried my best to just put myself out there and fully embrace college life. But it was nice having that sense of security. If I wanted it, it was there. I wish I would have had family uh, as close as you did, but it's nice now for college students that even if you don't have family super close, you can easily stay connected by just texting or sending those photos as Peyton talked about earlier. So I hope our listeners have gotten some good tips from today for what they can do to get prepared for moving away from home. It is a nerve wracking time and it's totally understandable, but I really recommend that you take some, take some steps, build those routines, invest in your support system, which will help make your college experience all the better. Make sure you join us next week for the Conservative Woman's Guide to Dealing with Liberal Professors. Peyton, I think this is going to be a great conversation. We're going to be talking about the good and the bad there. I'm excited. Make sure to subscribe to the Conservative Woman's Guide wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review. You can let us know how we're doing by emailing media at enlightenedwomen.org. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at enlightenedwomen so you can take part in the great conversations we're having with our listeners in the comment section. We can't wait to see you next week with a brand new episode. 